Welcome to the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we talk about scripture, theology, and anything relating to God in a loving conversation. And where we try to get to the heart of the matter. Welcome to the next edition of the Heart of the Matter podcast and videocast. I'm your host, Josh Hellman. And as always, we just want to thank you for watching and listening. Um, with me today is John Vandaloo. Been a while, bud. How's it going? It's been going pretty good. I know Busy, everybody's been asking. Stressful, but good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Where's that guy? Where's the guy with the Packers hat? How many episodes have you done since I've been here last? Like three? Uh, two? <sighs> hasn't been. Yeah, I think I four. Yeah. Four since I've been here. James. Man, time is moving. Yeah. yeah. Time is moving. Yeah, I'd love to be here every single time, but yeah, just... Because yeah, I think I did one with Landon and a couple with you. Yeah. Couple yeah. With one with um, Jenna, I think. Yeah, one with Jenna. Yeah. Maybe two with Jenna. I think it was... But he was on one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I, snu- I snuck in there. It's yeah. been a minute. Yeah, so what's been going on? How's life? Synopsis in two minutes. Synopsis in two minutes. Uh, well, you know, with foster kids, you know, so we got a family of seven now, and That's awesome. that that comes uh, all sorts of new challenges and uh, most of our time, you know, so mm-hmm. between work, wife working, taking care of five kids, um, man, it's tough. I mean, I was even scheduled to do. Well, I was supposed to. I was supposed to drive to Toma to do a deliverance. And it was kind of a weird situation. The person was like extreme, mm. um, like this extreme case, and it was like time sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to basically just give it over to someone else, and it would have been one of those. It would have been one of those pat yourself on the back, pride type things. Where you know, like yeah. it could mm-hmm. ease, not necessarily like not that that's what it would be, but like that's what it could be, you know. Because it was like a, I shouldn't say too much. I'm not going to say any more than that. But um, me getting a call to go do that would have been like a huge step um, in like earthly terms, you know. But there was people that were available to do it down there. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I haven't heard any news yet about how it went. Um, But yeah, it was kind of tough. You know, I, I just had to take a deep breath and just go... They don't need me. They got Jesus. They can do it. You know, just in my mind, I'm yeah. just like, they wanted me to come because of my experience. And I'm just like, you know, you don't need me. I'm not, I'm not anybody's deliverer, you know, yeah. I'm just yeah. a, I'm just a facilitator, you know, and the only reason yeah. I know things is because the Holy Spirit has shown me these things and I know you can chill them too. So, yeah. So it was kind of one of those things. Uh, I've had to just slow down some of that. I mean, I've done a few, done a few deliverances, uh, done some inner healing too. But even that, it's just, man, when you're getting off work at, you know, early evening and you got to go home, get dinner, kids are, you know, ready for bed. And but by the time all that's done, then you got your hour with the wife and then it's bedtime and start, yeah, if that, (laughs) and then start over again. I don't think most uh, people watch probably don't know that, you know, we work from, I mean, I'm a 12 hour guy. So yeah, I work work tens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I work. Yeah. It's, it's never ending. I mean, do laundry for seven people. (laughs) No, thank you. Three thousand thousand socks and you can't find any pairs, (laughs) you know, do that. Yep. And then may the Lord bless your fruitfulness. two, 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 two kids potty training, you know? Yep. At the same time. It's real. It's 
man. Nothing greater than every single morning waking up to get your kid and uh, there's a wet sleep sack that needs to go in the wash first thing in the morning. Yeah. Pants, underwear. Yeah, all we have stuff. to do a reverse sleeper. We have to put the their, their sleeper pajamas on backwards so that they can't take it off. Zip, yep. Because otherwise you have poop all over your carpet and crib. And floors and walls. And it, and every time you forget to, to turn the sleeper around, that's what it is. Yeah. So anyway, life is, that's what, that's what's going on with Happened life. Happened once why I'm with not, us and we never forgot. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like D-Day. I don't want to compare it to that. It just happened. Parental D-Day. You yeah. Just, it happened once. That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 Hilarious it's like, is a word to describe it. it yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After it has happened and the, cl- the cleanup is done. It is hilarious. Yeah, so. During it, you're just like, God, take me now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we had, uh, I was telling you this morning, you know, kids, it's one of the hardships of being a parent. It's like the poopy diapers, you know, you're sitting there with your kid, they're singing songs on the TV, and then all of a sudden you're like, what's that smell? Hey, my, my, oh, it's all up your back. Oh, it's on the couch. Oh, my, great. My <laughs> wife told me this morning, so she was with her mom yesterday, just real quick before we move it over to our guest here. But uh, her mom was like, gets a nice parking spot. She's like, oh, let's see, this is, this is my thing with the Lord. He always gives me a nice parking spot every day. I just work, you know, anytime I need a parking spot, there's a nice parking spot. And she's like, oh, really? The Lord gives me extreme, uh, extreme refinement so that I won't lack. <laughs> you know, like, that's what the Lord gives me. <laughs> you know? So we're definitely in a, in a season of, uh, refinement, a season of, um, stretching, uh, a season of, uh, very limited comfort. Um, um, so that's why I'm not on the podcast mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah. And but you guys could help <laughs> if you go to our merchandise shop and purchase some <laughs> shirts and mugs uh, or donate straight on yeah, the PayPal. I mean, if there was like a secondary income that was coming in, for, I'd be more available on the weekends. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah, uh, just in the Lord's timing. Lord's Lord has this season here for a reason. Mm-hmm. So you just ride it, man. It does. Everything is, everything is prepared beforehand for us, right? Our works are prepared beforehand and everything that occurs is for, is for our good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for our good. So, you know, no matter what season you're in, take heart, the Lord's with you and it's for your good. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah, even even, even the prodigal son. Listen, I know you haven't been on the show in like four months. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, so yeah, it's a we, blessing so we, to be here. Our our guest, uh, he's been kind of more of a regular mainstay guest. Um, is. James. He's like, he's, <laughs> like, like Aaron, he's like Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but That's he's not cool. token a cigar or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't no. have happy feet That's haircut. No. So I'm good. I'll, I'll just, I'm good. James, how's it going, man? I'm good. How's it been? I'm good, guys. It's always always fun to be here with y'all yeah. and uh, just hang out. Yeah, I mean, we haven't uh, recorded since before the holidays. I yep. mean, it's we've gone through Christmas and New Year's. We're trying to set up a Christmas uh, special that didn't quite work out this year. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, we're again, scheduling and stuff. If we have the monetary income to do things, we want to do more things. Um, we want to have more sessions where we're kind of maybe longer sessions yep. and have more people, different people involved. So... Um, you know, we're trying to get Landon back on. I know Mark's been busy with stuff. Um, Mark, if you're listening, you know, we miss you. So can't wait to have you back on. Um, but yeah, uh, how did the holidays go for you guys? Um, They've been great. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a, a journey. I was just telling these guys, obviously that, uh, 
I've been going through this 75 hard challenge, you know, and so it's like a diet, you know, one of the things we cut out sugar. And so it's like to go through Christmas and it's like you see like the peanut butter chocolate balls and like <laughs> the cookies and all the pie. Uh, and it was it was a refining moment for me. <laughs> yeah. I'd be but, doing 75 hard cookies. If you would have seen this, the tray of fudge that I made. <laughs> John Vandaloo makes some of the best desserts I've had. I will say they're next level. But uh, no, it's it's been good. Holidays were really good. We had three out of the five birthdays in our family uh, in the month of December. And so it's mm-hmm. uh, it's been a busy past uh, month mm-hmm. or so here, but, uh, it's been, it's been really good and God's just doing some really cool stuff too. Um, you know, I, I didn't even get the chance to share this with you guys. I think that we actually found a, uh, a property south of town to, uh, link arms with and, uh, nice. do ministry out of. And I so, got insider knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. You probably maybe have heard this. And so there's uh there's a really cool property that, uh, we're, we've met with, uh, the owner of it and, um, it is gorgeous and it very well could be a place that we could, uh, land, um, you know, whether it's a, a next step or whether it's long-term type thing, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. Cool. And so with that, I think that we're planning our first, um, uh, we call them burns, you know, it's a, a day long of worship and prayer and just flowing in the spirit on January 28th. And so, um, we're going to have more information up about nice. that, um, coming Amen. up really quick here. Uh, so we'll probably throw that on our website, which is uh, riversofeden-ministries.org. And so we'll have information as far as when that is, uh, where it's going to be and stuff. But uh, but yeah, so we're excited. God has nice. been speaking to me. Um, he just brought this new wave of faith of like, no, like I have spoken something and I am going to fulfill this and it is going to come and it's going to come quickly. And I was just declaring it, believing it. Um, and he's just been opening doors. Uh, we've seen his provision, um, his favor. And so we're, awesome. we're super excited. We, we feel like there's just been this all of a sudden acceleration of him launching us into what he's been basically, uh, preparing us for and cultivating in us over the past years. So. I was joking with Luke. So the burn is at eight on eight. Eight eight eight, right? It's all <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's going to go from eight in the morning to eight at night, and it's on the twenty eighth, and like, yeah, it's. Uh, but there's uh, other things with that too, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's a lot of prophetic stuff around the number mm-hmm. number eight right now, and so. Um, Lord, just yeah, increasing the faith. Yeah, like just it, it's so cool. You know, we the enemy can't stop what God wants to do. Yeah. You know, and it's cool when we get to be on that same page, like in that, in that same step with step. And and it's cool when the Lord invites you into his vision, Yeah. you know, and it's like, man, if he wants to do something, he's going to do it and it's going to be extravagant, Yeah. you know? And what's really cool about this is that, I mean, the, the family that owns this property, I mean, the legacy that they have lived out and their faithfulness with this property and everything like that. And again, whether this is a a short term thing or whether this is something that the Lord has orchestrating for the long term for, for the the heart and vision of, of what we uh, feel called to, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we believe so strongly in this season within the body of Christ that he is wanting uh, believers to link arms with each other. You know, it'd be Absolutely. really easy to kind of have that mentality of like, well, we're just going to go do this thing on our own. But God is like, no, like that's that's not what I'm doing in this season. He's yeah. he's about family. He's about bringing the bride together and and utilizing and honoring each other. You know, and so we're just we're excited yeah. about uh, linking arms 
with this family who has such an awesome, awesome legacy and their faithfulness in this property and their vision and heart and what they've been praying for for years and what is on our heart and how it's just like meshes together in such an awesome way. And so um, we just, we believe God's doing something. He's breathing on it. Uh, We were out there on Monday and man, the spirit of the Lord was just so, so, so heavy in that place upon Mm. us. Like it was, it was a beautiful thing. We're, we're excited for what the Lord has in this season. And we believe it's not just, you know, with us and our ministry, but it's, it's one of those things where he's just, he's bringing about, a shift in things right now. And I, I think that we're going to see more and more of just open doors and blessing and favor upon yeah. ministries that are, are really there to glorify his name, advance his kingdom and see the bride uh, become strong. So, yeah, yeah I was going to say, you know, you we are talking about unity. I was going to say any way that we can help and promote that yeah. as well. You know, that we talked about that, I think last time, uh, the unity of the body I yeah. think that just like the identity of Christ, the unity of the body is a big thing uh, that we need We need to understand. You can't have an army that's just a bunch of people without soldiers, right? Yeah. An, our, God needs his soldiers to work together. Yeah. And when the Father speaks, we have to do the certain formations to, to win the victory, you know? Yep. So, um, you know, anybody out there, I would say that to anybody out there who's a media create, content creator, or if there's any ministries that you guys are doing that are Christian ministries, we want to help you. We want to, um, you know, we want to work alongside you. You know, I always thought about that as like, you know, if I had a ton of money, would I create my own thing? And it's like, well, I've got the media, media ministry, that's a business, but like actually stuff like Compassion International exists, you know, yeah. like Heifer International exists. There's all these organizations out there that are good organizations yeah. that exist. So I, I and know so many more that, that we don't even yeah. <laughs> right you know yeah. so you, yeah. you'd have to spend well Kiefer probably has a huge list because he spends more time on the on the on the computer buying the screen but man yeah. there's <laughs> there's there's That's, so much yeah, yeah. Lord's ri- raising up. Yep. 2023 is gonna be really exciting. I mean, people, we keep at, like we keep like waiting for revival, but we're in revival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like there's there's a huge sweeping revival going across the country right now, especially in the backbone of like deliverance and inner healing. That's mm-hmm. becoming actually mainstream. Yeah, there's a reason why, you know, people are just. Boop, boop, coming up and being outspoken about it yeah. and i know you know like you and kelsey too this last year and a half has probably been you know yeah it's like it's it just like all of a sudden it's on this forefront and there, that needs always been there yep. but it's like no we need to like get this stuff out now yeah. and and keep moving and god's preparing the bride for yeah. for big things and there's this hunger within <clears throat> Uh, people to want freedom. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I, I think that for a long time, um, man, I, I believe is the enemy, but there's so many people who just um, wanted to hide and wanted to, yeah. you know, put on the facade that everything's okay. And I think that we're coming to a place where um, the Lord is shifting something in people's hearts uh. where they're like, no, like I need freedom and I want freedom and I will, I will humble myself to actually ask for it, you know, and I think that there's so much power in that when we come to that place of humility, where understanding our weakness is not a, a burden, it's not a bad thing, but like no, it's, it's in our weakness that his, we actually find strength in Yeah, his him. power is made perfect in it. Absolutely. And so I, I think that we're seeing more and more people actually 
realizing like I can't do this on my own. Like I need yeah. to link arms with with other people, with other believers, and I, I need to let people into my story so that as a body we can bear each other's burdens, that we can speak truth and help walk with each other into that freedom. Yeah. I mean, you know, Kelsey just had an inner healing session last night. I mean, I got a call yesterday about uh, would I minister to this guy? You know, and it's just like mm. it, the it, it's it's just ever present. You know, and the prayer of the righteous man availeth. Yeah. Much. Yeah. Availeth. A little wink, a good, wink. There's a, um, you know, I, I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast, but there's a, you know, there's this kind of, there's always these bumper sticking, sticker slogans that kind of start surfacing in Christianity and in culture. And I think one of them in culture and Christianity is it's okay to be okay or to not be okay. Yeah. And I understand the intent behind that. But I've never quite liked that mm. because it's not. That's the whole reason. It's right. it's not okay. Yeah, and it, it's that. That's not a condemning way because I, I I understand that you know people have condemned people for oh you're you're drunk you're yeah it's awful right. and stuff and it's like no 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 there's a difference between that and there's a difference between hey buddy like you got a problem let me help you yeah and so I I think that again as the church we need to auto correct here and say. We're, we're trying to correct something, but we're going to the other extreme and we're going to try to normalize evil, yeah. you know, which yeah. is, is what right. unhealthy things are, yeah. which is what, you know, disease, demons, all yeah. that stuff is. It, it, it's not good. Yeah. And so we need to identify it and we need to be it, it's OK to understand that. Yeah, you struggle with something. That's OK. But it's not okay to remain in that. So how do we get over that? How do we get out of that? And that's the thing. It's like Jesus loves us enough where he will meet us and love us exactly where we're at. I mean, hands down. But the thing is, he loves us so much that he won't let us stay there. Yeah, it's like, and yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. But then he, now what? Now what? Now it's like he he leads (laughs) us into maturity in him. He brings us into sonship, that identity aspect where it's like, Yes, like I will meet you in the midst of your addiction. I will meet you in the midst of your your hate, your anger, your bitterness, your offense, like whatever it is, in the midst of your yeah. sin. Like I will meet you there and I will love you there, but I love you too much where I'm not going to just condone it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be like, yep, it's okay. This is just who you are. Like that's not the father's heart whatsoever. Right. He says, but rather I see you for who I've created you to be. And you may not look like it here and now, but I'm going to sanctify you. I'm going to mold you and shape you into the image of Christ so that you can come up from that place and rise up to your true identity as a son or as a daughter and walk yeah. in that authority, yeah. walk in that identity. Yeah. I just see like a, I just see the backbone of witchcraft being broken in this yeah. country. Come on. Like that's, that's literally what I say. I just see like, there's this haze of, yeah. you know, and I know like rivers of Eden is being birthed out of like this new, I wouldn't even say it's this new thing. Like it, it's, it's what God's always desired. Yeah. You know, that's why he's doing it. Yeah. Um, Rebirth. It's what God's always a part of. It's just another. It's, yeah. it's rebirthing something that was dormant. Yeah. Or I mean, we, we this is the realm of Satan. I mean, we live in the realm of the dead. Like this right. is the wilderness here. You know, but God is just mo- always willing to move, always desiring mm-hmm. to move, and He's got bigger things than what man has constructed yeah. and man has made. And uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm excited about this topic today yeah. too, you know, yeah, I was, I was <laughs> just segue is, into it. Yeah. We're, <clears throat> we're still in identity in Christ because it's a big topic, right? Yeah. You know, that's a big part of what you're doing. That's a big part of deliverance, knowing yeah. who we yeah. are and stuff. And, um, you know, it's been a big part of 
understanding who I am as a Christian. And really, I mean, you guys have gotten to see hopefully some transformation in my life, (laughs) you know, so from where I used to be in, you know, Tuesday night at men's group, we had a, you know, session where I was kind of like dour this, this week and stuff, but you know, God still, it, it was different because of the stuff that I've learned with you, the stuff that I've learned with you, um, you know, even with Kiefer and stuff where God has built things, even through piecing together this ministry, you know, I, I was telling you the other day, it's weird to think that I'm a business owner. I put this on Facebook because it was like, I, I, I opened, I created the business, did the licensing and everything for it, uh, before Christmas. It was like yeah. after, I think Black Friday, it was sometime in November and it never really dawned on me. Like, you know, and this isn't to puff myself up. This is just something I've never considered was being a business owner. I just laughed at people going to school for getting a business license. What are you going to do with that? You know, like that's, <laughs> you know, and then they all had family businesses and stuff they were probably going to, but I was just like, oh man, I'll never run a business. That would probably, oof. but here I am a business owner. Like, and it, it is insane to me because like as Satan tries to attack me, like God keeps putting these stones you know, these little altars um, to him saying, you did something in your family again that no one has ever done. Yeah, that's You good. went to college and graduated. No one's ever done that. You're now a business owner. No one's done that. Like, and so God, like, man, he's awesome. So that's where we get our name from, not the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tolstones is a good, good rock band. I listened to them in high school. Man, that was a long time ago. So, yeah, we didn't even think about that until after we had already created the the name. And I know there's a church out there, 12 Stone. Um, You know, we also want to promote them. If they're Christians and they're going after God's ministry, you know, we don't care. We'll we'll side with them. We'll be the 12 Stone, 12 Stones Media Ministry, (laughs) whatever it is. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, just uh, God is good. He, he. He's creating, going back to our topic, I know we hit on it last time, but, and we'll hit on it again, but we're talking about the temple of God now. And part of that is when God goes forth, um, you weren't here the last time we talked about this concept, but one thing that God revealed to me was that going forth and building a temple for us, that's us. We're the temple of God. It's, it's this, it's this mirror of, yeah, there's a place for us, but our place is in God. It's in who he is. And we are, he is in us. And so it's kind of this reciprocated marriage view that he is preparing us as a place for his dwelling in eternity. And while we live with him and the physical, whatever the physical representation of that is uh, on earth. And so that's kind of what we're talking about. That's I think what the main thing is, is when God talks about temple. And uh, so right off the bat, you know, I I always like to, when we start a new topic, talk about, so John, what do you think of when you hear the word temple? What are the things that come to your mind when you picture temple? And not like the side of your head that you would get punched in, not that kind of temple. Punched in. So I was always definitely afraid that someone's going to kill me by punching me in the head. My brother told me that one time as he was hitting me. Don't hit me there. Uh, I think just like right off the top of my head, when I think of temple, I think think holy. Um, I think of presence. And I just have the image of Isaiah, Isaiah's vision, you know. Mm. That's when I think temple, that's what I just think of. Um, 
Now, granted, there's like the historical, you got the, you know, you got the, te- the tent and you have, you know, the, the rebuilding of the temple, you know, Nehemiah, you know, you have all these different things that could come to mind when you, when you hear temple, but I think of holiness and God's dwelling place. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just off the top yeah. without going into a 30 minute dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, that'll be coming up. So, yeah. what, James, what do you got? I, I mean, the moment that I, I, I hear temple, I think set apart, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a set apart place, a set apart place from the world um, where exactly what you said, it, it's meant to be holy. It's meant to be sacred. It's meant to be this place where um, the presence of God dwelt and that people could go and encounter, you know, and interact with God. You know? mm-hmm. So just at its simplest yeah. form, just set apart place. I know that images of like art, ancient architecture come to mind, like grandeur adornments. Um, I know like a lot of, I guess it is going to creep into this episode, a lot of Catholic churches, like that's why they're built that way, you know, is the grandeur of God, a holy set apart place to manifest the spirit of God. Um, But yeah, when I think of temple, I think of like, you know, kind of Indiana Jones, like the, where, where's that Petra that they go into, um, you know, the inside being adorned with gold and all these things. So just this massively beautiful structure. Um, yeah. Where people go and worship yeah. and yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a picture of this. I have a, um, uh, the definition here kind of when I was doing my research on what does temple mean? And if we go back there, uh, just one more slide before that, um, so in the Old Testament, they get this word temple usage. There's a couple different usages of it, but in the Sumerian and Akkadian cultures, it meant palace and large house or a mansion. Um, so some of the Hebrew words uh, for it was bayit or harman, like harmangeddon. Um, and then it was repurposed for use as temple during Solomon's temple in the Old Testament. So it was a cultural term before basically the Israelites repurpose it in the Bible for Solomon's temple. Um, Then temple is referenced the addition of the Lord or holiness. So again, when Hekal is used, it's kind of like the temple is like the place of the Lord. Mm. Like it's the Lord's involvement in holiness, like we were talking about earlier. And then there's another term, Kodes, which is the king's court. And the king's court used to be in the palace traditionally of the king. So when you would enter into the king's courts, his palace, his throne was right there. Mm-hmm. So whenever they would have like the justice system of old, it was you were brought before the king, the king would hear your plea, the king would say, you know, cut his head off or, you know, he's freed or go into the <laughs> that's dungeon. That's where your mind goes. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like yes. I'm like, that's the first thing. <laughs> yes, yes, we'll give you less. Off, yes, off with we'll his help head. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> off with his head. Uh, but that, that's, so this, this is a picture of what, when they say temple, kind of what it represented. And I think that the first thing that we talked about, um, a mansion, like it's kind of interlaced with this is that you have this large place, this mansion, um, where the presence of God rests. It's literally God's dwelling place. It's God's house. Yeah. And it is a mansion. It's massive. And so it's this huge place for God where his authority reigns. 
And like he sets forth his decrees and he sets forth his justice. And so understanding this, like my mind started going back to like, you know, the prophecies, Isaiah's visions. Um, uh, what, what is the other one? We talked about him last week. Uh, the other prophet. Um, Ezekiel? Ezekiel's yeah. visions. Um, even in Revelation, him talking about the authority of God, where God's throne is in the, yeah. the heavens and his footstool Man. is on the earth. And then like... All of the temple imagery taking this in, again, going forth, God is creating this mansion, this beautifully adorned thing. And uh, I think in Song of Solomon or one of the one of the books, it's either in Kings or Song of Solomon, he's describing the temple. He's describing how beautiful the temple is. Yeah. And he describes the pillars of the temple like the figures of the most beautiful woman, like more beautiful than than the, the greatest beauties of women. The pillars. He's talking about just the pillars of the temple. Yeah, very J.R. Tolkien there. Yeah, but <laughs> but it's it, you know, again, that goes deeper than that. Obviously, there's oh, spiritual yeah. meaning to that. The pillars, the foundation, the things that undergird yeah. the temple of God, <clears throat> the things that undergird us are more beautiful than the most beautiful women, the things that made the angels fall. Like that is the things that are the foundation of, of, of the gospel of God. Um, so we do have some pictures, um, which I think we'll get, are those live or, okay. So like right now, if you're able to see it, we have a picture that kind of shows you half of the outside of the temple structure and then the inside. And this was really cool to kind of see, um, I know I talked to Kiefer the other week, which I thought it'd be cool if someone did a representation of the ark and then rebuilt the temple. But then I was like, that has prophetic meaning if someone rebuilt the temple. <laughs> so I was like, maybe they shouldn't build a, a replica of the temple because maybe that's the uh, end times temple being rebuilt. <laughs> but, that's already that's already taken place. Is it? Oh, man, dude. Yeah, there's a whole thing. I mean, we won't get into it. But yeah, Jewish uh, Jewish culture, they, they have all of the different uh, pieces. Um already built and everything like that. Oh, okay. Some some people say that they perhaps even found the the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, yeah. they're, but they they are literally setting up to create a another temple like yeah. as we speak. So. Well, I, I know like right now I think they they've even done sacrifices on the the western wall and stuff yeah. and they've got the red heifers and everything and I think yeah. they're actually in talks with them building the temple. But like I was even just saying, you know, like the Ark of the Covenant, just kind of like an amusement park. I'd be like fun to go in and see like how massive and amazing yeah. this thing was. But then it just kind of it was like one of those things where it'd be cool. But then it's like in, in those evil movies, you, you got the villain that's like, oh, this is going to be a really good thing for use. And then it's like then he uses it for evil. And it's like, oh, I don't know if we should make this. This is kind of fulfilling at times. But, you know, like, oh, it'd be cool to dry up the Euphrates River, you know, and then your brain's like, no, wait, we can't do that. That'd be a, I don't know why it would be i'm just saying it was like one of those epiphanies like we should create that you know <laughs> but because that you know well what happens if in, well, in a fun here, jovial put, spirit you create that and then some let, guy named the man of lawlessness comes into your building it, what are you gonna do let's put it this way <laughs> our spirit cries out for abba right yeah. like his temple will be here on the earth yeah. and we will attend a meeting come together yearly or people on the earth will do that so dope, while right? we're ruling and reigning with him you know but like we're gonna get to see that glory that splendor that beauty of christ sitting on his throne in yeah. the temple um so yeah. our desire is like better is a thousand or better is one day in your courts and a thousand days elsewhere. It's like we desire to see the temple yeah. operate 
in the way that it was designed to operate. And, you know, interestingly enough, you know, we were just, I was just reading through Hebrews, uh, you know, Hebrews 10, you know, where it talks about, you know, we look at these picture, we see that you see the fire that burns day and night and there's sacrifices that go up that aroma to the Lord yep. day and night. But in Hebrews 10, you know, where it talks about this new cut, like God was never pleased with animal sacrifices. Never. It was never pleasing to him. You know, mm. so it kind of, it's this interesting. It's like a temporary uh, thing until the, the perfect sacrifice. I think yeah. it's just, I think it was just this mundane thing. Like you need to recognize just like your desperate need for God mm -hmm. always, you know, and now we have the Holy Spirit that brings that awareness to us, like that desperation, like, you know, because we're imperfect creatures, we're imperfect people. And we have sin in our lives and we recognize it because the spirit makes us recognize it. Mm -hmm. Right. We were kind of talking about that too yeah. briefly, you know, um, whereas the enemy will then use that as condemnation. It's not condemnation. It's like the fact that you can recognize that you have sin means that there's, there's holiness mm -hmm. operating there. Yeah. It's yeah. not your holiness. It's God's holiness. Yeah. And he's changing you into his image, into yeah. the image of his son. Yeah. He views you that way already, but you know, he's changing you into yeah. that image. So he, so that's that, I mean, that's the operation of the Holy spirit. You know, an interesting thing, you know, you asked me, what, what do I think about the temple? You know, what, what imagery? And I said, Isaiah, you know, it, it, one of the, one of the cool things about that vision, it's his, his, the train of his robe. Yeah. And I've talked to you about this, but I'll drop it on the podcast. Now the train of his robe fills the temple, yeah. right? So in ancient times, the length of your robe basically was like a status of how much of a conqueror you were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So God's robe filling the temple is like the status of I am the conqueror of conquerors. Like I am the king of kings, the Lord of lords. I am yeah. everything. But in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, you know, when the, the veil was split and his spirit, the temple was rebuilt in three days. Yeah. And now his spirit dwells within us. We are the temple of the Lord. His conquering increases yeah. by each soul yep. that turns to him, yeah. that he frees from mm, captivity, so meaning his robe grows well, in, in each person. I just thought, dude, is this a so cool, good. is this cool imagery? Oh, dude, like, that's, that's so good. And you, you even think about just like the individual. I mean, you've got the, you've got the, 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 the big scale aspect of the church of the bride being the temple. Right, that we are living stones. This is something we talked mm -hmm. about before. That each one of us is a living stone that comes together to yeah. make the make the temple of the Lord. Right, but yeah. but at the same time, like we are individual temples. Mm -hmm. Right, that the Holy Spirit now resides within us. That He literally takes us takes up occupancy within us. And you think that same picture of His robe filling the temple, and like we are the temple. I mean, mm -hmm. which gives us that amazing picture that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Why? Because his robe fills every area mm -hmm. of the temple. Like that's what it should be. That's why we are no longer slaves to sin because his conquering presence mm. resides within us. Yeah. I mean, well, the yeah. other thing about that, because yeah, I, I think we there. did talk about this on the podcast, because the other thing is not just your authority with up, the, yeah. the, the robes and the length, but the end of the robes, like even with the priests, they had those tassels mm. and the tassels represented the authority of God, that they had the authority 
to heal, to deliver, to do all those things. And this is why the woman who was crawling on the ground to meet Jesus grabbed his tassels because she had the faith in his authority. She knew it was his authority, God's authority in him that would heal her. And so she grasped the tassels of his robe. So anytime a soul is one, the authority of God goes out even further. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Bro, and and have... here's the thing. You are the authority of God now on earth. Yeah. Like you are his authority. He has signed, sealed, delivered you That's what... with the signet ring. The signet ring. I'm going back to the prodigal here. <laughs> and now you have run back to the father. Music and now he ears. wants to go out and he wants to share that feast with everyone out there. He wants everyone to know that you are a part of his kingdom. You are a part it's literally, of his living. It's literally room. what doing something in Jesus's name yeah. means. You know, you know what's really profound? Just to, before we go on here, like you're talking about the woman with the issue of blood who grabs the, the tassels of Jesus's uh, shawl, right? Yep. Um, and I was reading uh, the footnotes in my Bible about that very story the other day, and it was this profound thing that that it said. You know, it, that that story is one of my all time favorite uh, stories throughout the entire Bible. I, I absolutely love it. You know, here Jesus is being pushed in on, and and if anybody's a, a chosen fan, I mean, literally, yeah, the last I haven't episode, seen that episode yet. Oh, it is, it is powerful. Yeah, we haven't it started is, watching the new season. We're is, waiting for them all to come it, out. It's it super great. good. It yeah. is really good. It's but, two seasons. Uh, but, you know, it's like every, I, I love that story. It has stuck with me for years. It's like everybody is literally mm-hmm. pushing up on Jesus, like wanting Jesus, like, you know, calling out to him and his disciples are, are helping push him through this crowd. And all of a sudden this woman in faith, she says, I mean, just how profound it was in general. I mean, here she is unclean, you know, in the religious view of things where she she mm-hmm. shouldn't have been in a crowd of people to begin with, right? And mm-hmm. and she says, but no, like I I need if I can just touch the hem of his of his shawl. Like and mm-hmm. she goes and she she does it. And all of a sudden, I mean, Jesus, like in that moment, it's like, whew. It's like spoiling the episode well, for no, it, 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 read, read, read the Bible. Read the Bible. Spoiling is, the Bible for it. Like, I'm totally but, kidding. But, I mean, Jesus literally, I mean, scripture says he, he felt power go out from yeah. him. You yeah. know, and it's like how profound that. In that moment, and this is where the footnote was so powerful because it it said um, that many people gather around the word, but only those who actually reach out and touch the word with faith will take hold of its promises. That is Boom. Is that, that is not power. is that not unbelievable? Because you think of all of the people who are gathering around, really, I mean, literally, his disciples say, What do you mean? Who touched you? You you have a, a, a mass of people around you pressing up against you. What do you mean who touched you? You know, here all these people, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But it's the one person who in faith grabbed a hold of him that then power boom went out from him and she was healed. And what does he say? It's by her faith. Right. And and it's just that profound thing that there are so many people who will sit and, and gather around this thing and read this thing and, and praise God. That's a, I'm, that's not yeah. a bad thing, but it's like it's not 
are we, what's our motive? What's our heart behind why we were doing this? Like, is it just so that we can say that we did it? Is it just so that you, you skirt, you search the scriptures, but you don't actually know me? Or is it, man, this is a love letter from my creator yeah. where it reveals who he is from the very first page to the very back. And every single word in here is yes and amen that I can grab a hold of this for my life. And if I do that in faith, if I grab a hold of this, man, what will he not do for us? I, I, you know, this powerful thing we've been talking about, like scripture versus word of God, you know, like Christ is the word of God, Yeah. you know, and, and Jesus said to the Pharisees, you search the scriptures thinking in them, you'll find eternal life, yeah. but they point to me. Yeah. And you're talking about, you know, we can, it's very like scripture it's inspired and it's God breathed and it's how we get to know God's character or test what we're hearing is true or not. But, but the word of God, the rhema, the spoken, yeah. the, the spirit that's, that breathes through. If we are not listening, you can read scripture and miss things. Yeah. You can read scripture and miss everything. You can be an atheist and memorize scripture and never hear the word of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. breathe life into yeah. you. Um, and that relationship is with Jesus, not just with scripture. Yeah. It's like scripture is a map uh, or a technology of God to yeah. like hear him, to like reveal mysteries in the spirit yeah. from mm-hmm. him. And one of those things, you know, people don't want to talk about faith, you know, like we don't want to shame people, right? For the, if they're not seeing things happen in their lives, but if there's a encouragement to just keep seeking after uh, the father, you know, because mm-hmm. the gospels, man, it talks about faith. It talks about our faith a yeah. lot because of her faith. That is a very profound um, story in the Bible yeah. as well, because mm-hmm. it was her faith that power went out from him. It was like her action yeah. made his power go out without yeah. him. Like, will, like mm-hmm. it just went out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you also know? have the thing too about that story. <laughs> Not only was she unclean because of, you know, her her body, but she was crawling in the dirt to yeah. reach to reach as him. So that's the other thing is all these people were pushing through, but she was the one that was so desperate that she got on her hands and knees, yeah. and she crawled through. She found the way through yeah. to get that him, and it's like you know, God, may that spirit be in me that even still as a Christian yeah. that would search for your power and authority that. That I wouldn't just be okay with the mundane and yeah. that I wouldn't be okay with not being okay. I think yeah. it's it's vitally important. You see it, I see it in inner healing, I see it in deliverance all the time. I would say like inner healing is like the prayer elements that get people positioned to receive from the Lord. But deliverance, man, you want to see powerful deliverance happen or take place in your life, it is a place of desperation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not because God is like withholding something. It's not, there's this mystery of the Lord. We have, uh, I think like the way that I was raised, the way that I've thought about scripture, the way that I've thought about the Lord, you know, like, oh, the Lord doesn't heal everyone or the Lord doesn't do this or doesn't do that. It's not so much about that. It's, there's like a protocol that takes place. There is something in us that needs to shift in order for that power to go out yeah. and it will go so out. I've the seen it. It's I, so, exa- against, so the against the teachings yeah. of like Western Christianity, but there is, you know, and people that talk about it usually get a lot of flack, you know, but there mm-hmm. is a mystery of the Lord 
And I would say it's almost like a refinement. It's a lack mm-hmm. of comfort. It's like the tax collector and the man who's broken, beating yeah. his chest. He is, you know, like there's this thing about humility and mm-hmm. us just giving everything to the Lord that releases yeah. a power, mm-hmm. releases like the anointing can now work, can now do something. And it's in our free will and it's in our dominion here mm-hmm. to give him access. Like God is sovereign, but in his sovereignty, he made mm-hmm. us stewards here. Yep. And in that stewardship, we, oh man, so, I, 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 there, I, I, I was like, I feel the, oh uh, man, there's, there's something I want. I was like giving it, it's a wording that I know that people would probably judge if I said it out loud. So I'm going to withhold, well, <laughs> I'm going to withhold because that's a little deeper than, than today. I think I, I feel the, I feel the, the presence, <sighs> something I wanted uh, to say there, but I'm just coming down and like. The, the thing is, too, and we've talked about this, this is part of the transformation is we're talking about this mind shift and that even the simple understanding that God has made us holy. Mm-hmm. And so we are no longer sinners, but we are holy ones. And people will attack you for that because we're under the mindset that we have to remain I was thinking about that verse this morning. We have to remain the guy in the temple beating our chest. Woe is me. I am a sinner. God, I can't do anything. That heart is only good for contrition to help you to get to repentance. Mm. Once you have come to God, we are now elevated with God and seated at the right hand of the Father. And so we have to operate out of that aspect. And this is, some, again, I wasn't doing that on Tuesday because I messed up. You know, yeah. I was struggling. And that's why sin is such a uh, a horrible thing. It's chaos. It's the opposite of God. It's the opposite of His conduct. Like we were talking, uh, you know, just the understanding of the first words in Scripture, how like even tithing is representation of the creation of God because beginning means first fruits of God. And so it's like, you know, God represented what He wants us to do. We just don't understand it spiritually. That tithing is representation of giving your best and, and like, but that best comes from God. We're just giving back what God has already given. And when you try to do that, people think you're, you're, you're spouting blasphemy. Like, no, no, like, I'm only holy. I'm only saying I'm holy because I believe in the promises of God. And again, we, we, you were showing me Prophet Lovi talking about that, that. Do you believe that your actions were greater than the sacrifice that Jesus gave to you on the yeah, cross? You are not lowly. You are not that lowly man anymore. Like, you are now elevated with Christ. You are a general in his army. You are a soldier in his army. You are a, a co-laborer with God. We've talked about this, and this is why the identity is so important. You are a seat. Yeah. You are a throne yeah. for God. You yeah. are a Honor. tassel on God's robe that someone should touch and be healed. Mm. Like, yeah. come on now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives yeah. in Absolutely. me, dwells through you me. You know, and, and just even the profound shift of, I mean, it seems so small, but I believe that it's profound and it really brings something to um, our heart and how we view things of like, when we are in a place of repentance, when we are in a place of where where maybe we have fallen, right? Um, rather than being like, God, please forgive me, shifting it to being like, Jesus, thank you that you've already forgiven me. You know, I mean, because it's like what he did on the cross, his death on that cross and the resurrection was literally for the forgiveness of the sins of the world. Everyone. Everyone. And so, I mean, and that's, that's the crazy thing is that literally everyone's sin in this entire world from, from, 
throughout all of time, from from Eve being deceived until... It has been atoned for through the death of Jesus Christ. The, the, The thing is whether or not we actually receive it. That's the difference, right? The, yep. the free gift, whether or not we actually take hold of that which he has already done. And so even just that shift of being yeah. like, God, please forgive me to that place of, God, thank you that you have forgiven me for this. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that for some people that might seem blasphemous, but it's but it's actually taking hold of what he's yeah. actually done for us and applying it to our life. Now, again, like we said this before, that does not give us a license to sin. It does not mm-hmm. give us a license to abuse mm-hmm. uh, the grace of God. May it not be. Right. Grace exactly. abound. May it not Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know what? Like grace might be free, but there's one thing. That grace is not, and it's not cheap, right? Yep. Because grace cost the greatest price in all of history, and that was the price of the life of the Son of God. I mean, he gave everything in mm-hmm. order for us to have this grace. And so, man, would we never, ever, ever cheapen grace but man, would we freely receive grace and thank him for the forgiveness that he purchased for us on the cross? Mm-hmm. It's how we receive it. That's what Lovi, that's that that same clip. Like, mm-hmm. like we're gonna mess up, right? And I'm uh, like, I'm not gonna feel guilty for receiving grace. Yeah. I'm gonna receive that grace. I'm gonna mm-hmm. thank the Lord for it. I'm gonna worship him for it because he did the work. <laughs> For me. Yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah. I can't make myself holy. I can't make myself righteous. Well, I I was telling you, you know, I'm reading through Forgotten God and I got through the first couple chapters and I just, you know, you know, one of the things Satan wants to attack me on is like, yeah, but now haven't you committed blasphemy of the Holy Spirit because you started off as a cessationist and you didn't believe in all the gifts of the Spirit and you probably were like, oh "Oh, man, that's evil and stuff. (laughs) But like, you know, God now is, is like, yeah. So it's having that, that contrite heart that. God, no, no. Like, I really mean it. Like, I I can't believe that I was so, like, dumb. I don't want to say dumb, but that I was so ignorant. Yeah. I was so ignorant it's of the blind, power of the Holy it's Spirit. It's blindness, though. Yeah. Just layers that the enemy puts on. It's that witchcraft that I was mm-hmm. talking about that, that the church is being broken out of. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, man, I was thinking about... You know, when I mentioned that, like, we're thrones here on earth, yeah. like, the temple, like, the, the mercy seat right of God was carried through the wilderness. They'd put the tent mm-hmm. up around it. And that's, that's where we go. And anyone that would touch it, they would die. Even if they were catching it from falling right. on the ground, don't matter. I mean, there, it was such a strictness around that. And that's where the presence of God was on that seat. Mm-hmm. Like we are that seat now, you know, it's interesting because Christ was hundred percent man, hundred percent God, right? He was fully God, fully man. He had the Holy spirit, and the spirit rested upon him. Yeah. Right. And we could look at, you know, you talk about like baptism, of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how Pentecostal are you out there, but you know, you talk about, you know, receiving the flame, the Holy Spirit being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then the spirit resting upon you yeah. could potentially, if depending on how you interpret scripture could be three different things. Yeah. And that spirit resting upon you is, it's like, there's a difference between being seated with Christ, Right. And Christ being seated mm-hmm. with you or yeah. on you, 
you know, and being carried. I think there's like a different element and it's that holiness. It's that set apart nature. It's like the more that we pull ourselves from the world, the more access that God has to move through us. I think this is just like Christianity 101, you know, you want to see God. I mean, God will move and he moves, right? He pulls us right out. If he gets spit and dirt, rub it in our eyes and we're getting, go to the pool, wash your eyes out. You're going to see. But then there's like, as you come along and as you, you know, remove the pagan, things from your home, remove the pagan nature. God is going to move more powerfully through you. And it's like, just go read Galatians, you know, and kind of go through how Mm -hmm. that all works out. But man, like this witchcraft that's just being pulled off. And as that is, as that is being removed, the power of God, him resting upon his Mm -hmm. church. I think 2023 is going to be like, man, God is just going to be resting upon his bride, the goat. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I told someone the other day. But uh, I hope I'm making a point well, there. I was getting a little rabbit trail. Yeah, but. I'll transition this back because you t- you mentioned the uh, Ark of the Covenant, and um, we'll get back to the temple with this because you know that was a picture that you know God moved with His people even in that day. His Spirit was with the people of God in the wilderness, and then we finally get to a point where it was a good thing God said that you know David wanted to build a temple to God out of His heart. It was a godly thing, but now it was kind of that we were talking about church. It was, a, it was a place to go get the spirit of God, but it was like no, no, no. It was never meant like that. Like we were supposed to carry the spirit of God wherever we went. We were supposed to be little temples everywhere. So when people come to our temple, they experience God. Mm. You know, and so if we can go, I got a couple more pictures here, real quick. Um, this is like an inside picture. And at the bottom there, if you guys are seeing some of the the words, those that's where I got these pictures from. I wanted to make sure I gave credit to the places. This is actually also in the Illustrated Holman Dictionary Bible. Um, that's kind of where I first saw it, and I found it online. But again, one thing I didn't really understand until I saw a picture was the actual amount of like gold in, in stuff that was in the temple, and like you know, you can even see the Hanukkah lamps there. Uh, what are those called? Menorahs. Menorahs. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm seeing, sorry if people uh, think that the, was. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a, we have I, a Hanukkah lamp in our house. That, so. that, that <laughs> engraving of the angel that looks like is it like a lion with mm-hmm. the wings? The cherubim and the seraphim. Yeah, I've seen one of those before in a vision. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. I'm just like seeing it right there. I'm just like, oh man, mm-hmm. I've seen that before. But yeah, it 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 just shows you that again. We are a temple of God. Yeah. We are adorned. This is how God sees us. We are like more precious than the finest jewels. And this isn't to like be like, oh, you are like a special. You are special. Yeah. Like God created you. That makes you special. Um, so like this, this isn't like this new age cultural thing where they're trying to make you feel like everyone, everything revolves around you. No, no. You're special because God. Yeah. Everything revolves you. around God. Yeah. Here's a profound <laughs> thing too that just, you know, got dropped into my, my mind here is like when Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he's calling them whitewashed tombs, right? It's like, um, you know, it, it's it, on the outside, it's, it's white and looks clean, but on the inside is death. Right. And, yeah. um, I think when he's also talking to them about, uh, 
what they eat, right? If I remember yeah, correctly. washing the cup or whatever. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's not what's on the outside that defiles somebody. Or washing hands, I think, is what yeah, it was. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, about washing, washing hands, hands yep. right? It's not why don't your the, disciples wash their hands before yeah. they eat? And they were outside the temple asking yeah. him this. And and it's you know, he's basically saying it's not on the what's on the outside that um defile somebody but it's it's what's on the inside and you think about this even you know bringing it back again with the 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 ornateness the beauty the gold uh the purity of of how it was or uh, adorned within the temple you know and us being the temples of the living god now where he resides in us and it's like what does he do like he makes us pure and holy and ultimately that that is his desire is that like man all of it is meant to be a picture of what's to come right Mm -hmm. i mean the the beauty and the ornateness and 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 the value the craft right of making it exactly god's work in us yes and it's like this is us. I mean, he literally has created us. He's woven us, knit us together in our mother's wombs. Like he's meant for us to be this pure vessel, this pure, beautiful place that's adorned with so much value where his presence can reside, mm-hmm. you know, and not only does he want uh, the outside to, you know, have the appearance of beauty. I mean, the outside of the the temple was was just as beautiful, but man, the inside of what he's wanting to do in us. And I, yeah, Lord, just drop that in my heart as we're sitting here looking at this picture. Yeah, Kiefer got one more uh, yeah, picture you, yeah. there. Uh, same page. Yeah. And uh, this picture is, again, kind of a more realistic 3D uh, representation of that. Now, I don't know if these are exactly... The Solomon's temple or a representation of what temples kind of looked like back in the day. But again, laden with gold, you can see back there is where the mercy seat would be, the Ark of the Covenant, um, just like its own little place. So even in the, the place of holiness, you have an extra uber holiness place uh, where God <laughs> dwelled. And then I think you even had like a an even holier place where the priest wouldn't even be able to yeah, go. The Holy of Holies. Where God yeah. came down, you know, and he would go into a different it's like when he met with Moses, you know, like Moses didn't couldn't see God's face directly. He couldn't meet. God had to come down in a burning bush and then he kind of covers him a little bit and meets him in a, a different place in the cleft of the rock, you know. And so it's like God is so good that he will cover the thing that will destroy us so we can even be a part of him. Yeah. And I, that's the gospel story. <laughs> you know, like, I think we covered a lot of the gospel yeah. here. Right, uh, let's go to the, the next slide here. Uh, let's get some scripture in here. I know we talked about it and stuff, but uh, I will talk about the temple real quick. Because we, we talked about the temple definition in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it has one term, hieron, um, which means sacred. So we talked about it means like a big, large palace it's it's holy, yeah. right? Well, holiness, sacredness, and set apart, they're, they're the same. Holy means set apart, yeah. right? And so, naos is an inner sanctuary, um, only where the priests could enter. So, for for Jews, that uh, that's what it meant, is like when you talked about the naos, like that was an inner sanctuary where only the priests, the people who were allowed can go. So and I, so, even in the Hieron, you had a naos, and that, so I thought that I, that was pretty. I think cool. of that as like the secret place, right? And yep. It's like a, it's like a the meeting place and the spirit that we get to have with yep. the Lord. And we're a ro- we're a royal priesthood, you know. Yep. It's like yeah. we, you know, and that's the beautiful thing is that we we have access. So you know, I mean, we we're talking the Holy of Holies once a year. 
the high priest could go in and, you know, make uh, a, a sacrifice atonement for sins, right? Like, um, but it's like when, when Christ died on the cross <clears throat> and the veil was torn, right? I mean, the veil mm-hmm. between, uh, you know, the outer area and the Holy of Holy is like, I mean, I, I think it was like 60 feet tall and like a, three feet thick. It took like a hundred men to lift yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, and you think about it and, and it tore from the top to the bottom. I mean, the beautiful display of God coming to earth and open access for all who would believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And now we are called the royal priesthood. We are those who can enter into the Holy of Holies, which <laughs> it's his presence that resides in us. And so we can come freely into his presence. It's just profound. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely profound. So here we go. James, if you want to read this scripture for us. Yeah. And God said to him, I am God almighty. Be fruitful and increase in number. A nation and a community of nations will come from you and kings will be among your descendants. The land I gave to Abraham and Isaac I also give to you, and I will give this land to your descendants after you. All right. That was Genesis chapter 35, 11 through 12. And um, I just, I thought this scripture was a, a mosaic of nations, like a picture of the church and temple being a mosaic of the nations, even back in Genesis. And it's given as a promise of land. So like God's even promising his people in the beginning that he has a place set apart for them. And it's not just Israel, it's the nations. Um, The true Israel. Yeah. Yeah. So the the chosen people, my people, people of God. Um, And again, the the fruitful kind of seems to be coming up as a theme with with God and me, so just in my studying. But um, yeah, let's go to the next one there. And John, if you want to read that. Yeah, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Man, there's a lot in there when you really, when you really just slow down, Selah, mm-hmm. just think about what's happening there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and then, you, then you will be able to test yeah. and approve what God's will is. I think that a lot of people, we jump the gun on testing and approving before we are renewed. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I see that in, I see that in the, the church quite a bit. And, I mean, how it's many this, people, it, it's, you know. Having been in ministry, and especially young adult ministry, where it's like so many of these young adults are are transitioning and they want to know, I don't know how many times people would come up to me and say, like, I just want to know God's will for my life. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, constantly. it was it, It's the desire yeah. of people's lives. And here, it's like, <laughs> yeah, then... Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And how? You know, because we're presenting our bodies, offering it as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, because this is true and proper worship. So what is true and proper worship? Presenting ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not just going to church and singing the three worship songs. Worship is living sacrificially. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. holy oh man I mean, it's you, just you think it back to the temple even you know it's like that idea of like going into the holy of holies and presenting a sacrifice before the lord Right. And, and it's just this thing like we are priests. We get to go into the presence of God. Like and, but the and, sacrifice and has what, been made. Yeah, and, and what's, you know, but once like, and for all. Here's our our act of worship is that we get to present our bodies as sacrifices before the Lord and just constantly saying, Lord, mm-hmm. today, again, I lay my life down before you. You you laid your life down for me. And now I lay my life down yeah. for you. And w- what would you have? You know, and it's like, it's that beautiful place of every single day when we say, not my will, but your will be done. This is, this. my life is unto you. It's unto your glory, right? And it's in that place that we're going to actually find his will, that he's going to speak, oh, son, oh, daughter, like, Mm. let me, let me tell you the good works that I've prepared for you. Yeah. Well, and and, and that's the thing, right? This is in, in context about not conforming to the pattern of the world right yeah. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind yeah. this is the concept we're talking about this isn't new age stuff right there's true concepts in new age that they take and go cuckoo with it yeah but the renewing of our mind we're talking about if we have to renew our mind then obviously the things that we thought about before were not of god yeah and so if we continue in the same patterns of thinking about who we are the same way, then how will we ever change? Yeah. And so he's saying to live as a sacrifice. So what is a sacrifice? What is pleasing to God? It's to not be conformed to the world. We're sacrificing ourselves. We're crucifying our flesh saying, this is what I once took pleasure in. This is what the world takes pleasure in. I'm not going to do that anymore. And that's on both sides of the coin. That's on the very conservative side that says that they hardly ever give out grace and not to say that they don't. And that's on the other side that says that they give out uber grace, but they allow everything like we were talking. Jesus loves you so much that he'll meet you where you are, but he's going to call you out of those things. So in an age where people are messing with scripture to make LGBTQ relationships okay, uh, where the whole uh, trans... You know, you're a transphobe if you don't want people to understand who they truly are. Right. You you literally have a dogma that says you can be who you truly are. Just change your whole body appearance and cut off body parts to be who you truly feel you're meant to be. Well, maybe you should know who you are before you start cutting body parts off because I think you don't have that body part for a reason. So, like, this is this is what we have to do. We have to be in that will of God that says, okay, how do I come across this person lovingly and reaching them? But at the same time, I'm not judgmental on them and I don't condemn them because that's what the people of Israel did. Hmm. Not to say all of them, obviously, they were still loving, they were still trying to do God's will. But we can get into this mode of, I'm either so much better than you because I'm following after God and you you can't be a part of this because you have tattoos or green hair and all that stuff. Our culture seems to be okay with that side of things. But then now we're going to the other thing where it's like, well, you can't tell me that I need to give up alcohol because what do you struggle with? You can't tell me, right. come alongside me and, and help me out of this. And we have this, a lot of people just clamoring. They don't know what to do. Well, I've been taught that if this person tries to tell me to change my life, that they're evil. So right. they don't listen to that person. Well, now they've got mental issues because they can't like, oh, I'm okay to do whatever I want, but it's I still don't feel a fulfillment. 
then you got people on the other side who are just condemning of people and they don't realize that they're whitewashed tombs. Yeah. You know, you it, know, and it, that the uh, scripture of like, judge not lest you be judged, right? yeah, that gets thrown around so yeah. much. Like, you're, you're not supposed to judge. No, it doesn't say that I'm not supposed to judge. It's saying that if I judge, I'm going to be judged in the same way. Yep. And so, you know what? There are areas that I want to be judged in. Like they, there, there are areas like if I come alongside of you and I see the fruit of your life and it does not match up with who Christ ultimately is calling you to be, like, yes, I am going to judge you and judge you in a loving way where I'm going to say, Josh, like this is not what the Lord has for you. He has so much more mm-hmm. for you. And likewise, I want to be judged in the same way. I would love for a brother of Christ to come alongside. And if there's an area that I am not in alignment with who he says that I am, that man, somebody would come and, and judge me and that the Lord would look at me in that way too and to speak you know, of the, mm-hmm. those areas of yeah. my life, right? Yeah, I think we just always... <clears throat> attribute like judge to condemnation. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's more than that. Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, we're going to be judged as believers. Yeah. But what does that judgment look like when all our sins been pinned to Christ on the cross? Yeah. You know, and there's, and there's an unhealthy place of judgment where it's like, judge not lest you be judged. I can judge the heart motive of somebody completely off of what I see on the outside and I can say, well, they're just a fake. They're a phony. They're a fraud. Like whatever yep. it might be, they're just trying to advance their own agenda, you know, whatever it might be. Right. And in the same way, the Lord is like, be careful of that because you're going to be judged in the same way. Like I, I can, I can, yeah. I see, your I heart. see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's well, like, that's man, why he tells us man, to forgive much. So absolutely. we can be forgiven much, yes. right? Naked before it, the Lord. It, yeah, yeah. It's the balance of those two things. It's, it's, we're supposed to know God's will so that we can be able to judge righteously. Yeah. Doesn't Jesus even sell the disciples? Is it Matthew 28, who you forgive, I will forgive? Yeah. I mean, that's if, oh man, yeah. Because we're judges, into, right? We are judges. Yeah, saw, yeah, probably, we talked about that on the way over here. We're judges, we're priests. Yeah. And, uh, and we're supposed yeah. to know a tree tree by its fruit, right? So, I mean, that. It, there, there's something to be said about that too. I mean, like he talks about that very plainly, which would like, be judgment. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. you you have to. I mean, it, and so uh, you have to judge a tree before you eat its fruit; otherwise, you get poisoned. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or some yeah, nasty I think it's a, what is it, yeah. There's there's that tree that acai has the sap or, that literally burns your body. Yeah. Is it acai <laughs> or jackfruit? One of those is like actually deadly if you just pick it off the the tree and you eat it. Oh, really? It's Jamaica's national dish, so I think it's a, a, a acai or a key. Yeah. I thought it was a key. Acai? Yeah, acai, some people say. like, But yeah. uh, if you just pick it off the tree and you eat it, I think it's deadly. You have to cook it a certain way oh, really? to actually eat it. But maybe, I, maybe I'm saying that wrong. Maybe yeah. it's a different fruit. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is, we're supposed to be holy and pleasing. Is it? Okay, yeah. Uh, so thank you, Kiefer. Shout out the Radio Man, Shack back there. Look at that. So uh, in view of God's mercy, we're offering our temples as an adorning place for the pleasing aromas of God, Mm. for a spirit that pleases God to do his true and proper will. Mm. I mean, that's, that's another way to read that, you know, we can't continue in the past like we always have, but we need to be in God. 
so I that urge our you. mind, I urge you, yeah, so that our mind is now set on the things of God, then we will be able to know what God's will is, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That's good for the world, for the universe, for us. Yeah. Like, yeah. So and, that's why we should take care of our bodies. That means don't smoke. No, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, even that aspect John, of but, like being <laughs> transformed by the renewing of your mind. I feel like maybe we've talked about this before, but that word transformed is used four times in the New Testament. Um, two of the times is by Paul. Uh, and then the other two times are in the Gospels where it talks about when Jesus is transfigured or transformed mm. on the Mount of uh, Transfiguration, right? It's that word metamorpho where we get metamorphosis from, where, you know, it's that, that transformation from a caterpillar to a butterfly, right? Yeah. I mean, literally... Uh, it was one thing, it's digestive tract, what it ate at one time was for that season, and then it was changed, and it is something completely different. I mean, everything mm. within it literally goes into this black goo, basically, within yeah. the cocoon, and it comes out this beautiful butterfly, and its whole digestive system of what it needs in order to live is completely different from before. You know, and, and I mean, Paul yeah. is literally saying that, we need to be transformed and, and from the old creation to the new creation by what? By the renewing of our mind. Like when our mind is renewed, I mean, Scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. When we come into alignment with, with his mind, right, and how he sees things, because there's one perfect perspective into every situation in all of history, into whatever it might be, and that is the mind of Christ. That is the viewpoint of God himself into that, right? And he's saying, when we grab a hold of that, when our mind is renewed in that form, it's as if like what happened to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, where all of a sudden he is glowing as white as lightning, right? And that's the picture that Paul is trying to paint of what is taking place within us when our mind is transformed. Yeah. Man, that got me jacked, man. Let's go. I'm just going to say, up. like, you know, like, that's, th- that's the transformation. I mean, everyone's going through that as Christians, whether we're actively coming out of that or not. But it, it was funny that you used Caterpillar because in Forgotten God, Francis Chan uses that illustration oh, really? about like the confusion a caterpillar must go through that yeah. all of a sudden one day it takes a long nap and it becomes a butterfly. Um, <laughs> like, but, yeah, but the renewing of our mind, like it, it, we, we talking about going against the grain earlier, is it's so ingrained in certain people, different ways they think about themselves. And like for me, it's again, perfectionism. And so... God teaching me, like, I want to stay wallowed in yeah. my, in my mire, in my muck. Right. But God, like you said, loves us so much that he wants us to breathe the fresh air to see us from a new light. Yeah. And so it's like everything inside of me wants to just give in and sin, wants to stay in sin. But then what that does is it keeps me from actually being able to go forth and be a co-laborer with Christ because I'm not effective in the kingdom because I don't see myself in the same light that God does. If God has called me to be an admiral on the seas of, of holiness, like, and I'm sitting here stuck in the swamps of sin and like, what am I supposed to, how am I supposed to ever get there? I can't move. I'm just drowning in muck. And like God had, I have to see myself, that way I can get there. Yeah. That way I can I can walk to it. And God's yeah. going to be the one that gets me there. God's going to be the one that helps me. All I have to do is grab that hand so he can pull me up yeah. from it. You That's know? so good. Well, and you even think about just like that aspect of like, 
what feeds the caterpillar versus what feeds the butterfly, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and he's literally saying, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Like, don't go back to that which you used to be, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and how many times as, as Christians do we try and go back and we try and feed these desires that we once had, we, we try and fill ourselves, you know, with whatever it might be, whether it's like binge watching TV, like, you know, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's porn, whether, we, you know, whatever it might be. And it's like, I'm feeling empty right now. Like I'm, I'm feeling a lack and I, I need mm -hmm. to be filled. What am I going to eat right now? Like, oh, I'm going to turn to this stuff. And what happens? It, it never sits fills, well with yeah. us and it never fills us up, right? I mean, how ridiculous would it be for a butterfly to go and try and eat a leaf again, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it, it, it would not work. Yeah. But rather it's like, no, I'm, I'm feeling lack. I'm feeling like empty. What do I need? I, I need his presence. I need to get into his word. I need to just be on my knees, just in prayer and worship before him. I need to fellowship with other believers. And what does that do? That feeds me mm. to where I'm, I'm coming alive again. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what, not to cut you oh, off, go, go. but like, that's where sin, that's where sin derails us. Because when we're, when we're going through those cycles, when we're going through that thinking, those, the, the patterns of the world, like those thinking patterns, we can't, we don't, it's hard for us to know God's will yep. in those moments yeah. because we're wrestling in a way we shouldn't, we, we needlessly are wrestling. Like we, we don't feel like we can get God's will. Yeah. We're like, cause we don't like, feel like we're in God's favor. We're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We don't feel like yeah. we are. We still are like, yeah. we, like he hasn't removed his spirit from us, but like you go through those cycles and many Christians on, you know, God's changing that. I think like yeah. th that part of the, that era of the church is, mm -hmm. is going yes. away of this constant struggling, this constant, constant you know i i think like i think it's a quote by isaiah saldivar maybe it was vlad savchik but like if the devil can get you to wrestle a single demon your whole life it prevents you from being able to destroy the whole kingdom yeah. you know mm -hmm. like here you are vlad. just just yeah sure it might have been that vlad video. that sounds like a vlad thing too. yeah like if you can just sit there and just wrestle with this one thing your whole life it just it just kaput yeah. You miss out on everything that God yeah. had designed for your life yeah. when you can just stomp that serpent yeah. and move on and stomp another serpent in someone else's life, mm -hmm. scorpion, you know, just trample on them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we get we get into this, you know, but even the thing that I was had in my mind with being conformed to the pattern is just smaller thing like death of a thousand blades. You know, like there's just so much mm -hmm. that we. Mm -hmm. I was just like pumping gas. I was pumping gas last night. Boom. What's trending. And yeah. it's like the trending stuff is just gossip. Yeah. And it's like, do we notice this? Like just because they're talking about famous people doesn't mean it's not gossip. How much gossip is in the church, <laughs> you know? Mm. Oh, and gossip is so yeah, easy. It's, it's work. evil. It is. It's evil. And it's, there's so much gossip that takes place. Yeah. We don't even notice it. It becomes literal witchcraft yeah, in our minds. Absolutely. And, 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 and it's usually underneath the banner of like, this oh, is need, good information to have. Yeah. And like, oh, we need to pray for this person. But the heart, heart posture behind it more times than not is, did yeah. you hear about so-and-so? And I know, they, and that's mm -hmm. like a, and that's like a small rabbit trail. I know we got to be closing it here yeah. uh, because of time, but. Yeah. Man, just just things like that, like pray and ask the Lord to show you those things mm -hmm. in our lives that are preventing us from seeing what his will is for our lives. Yeah. And yeah. and he he's not just going to speak like you see, like 
people coming to you, like young adults coming to you, you said that was a question that came up all the time. It's like, you are a high priest as well. Yeah. You mm. can come into the Holy of Holies yes. and, and have that meeting place with the Lord. But there's, there's so much going on in the second heaven, in the realm that we don't see. Mm. This warfare, and, you know, like yep. even Daniel, when he's crying out, yeah. you know, it took taking 21 days to receive that answer because angels are literally having warfare yeah. in the spirit realm. And we are spirits dwelling here, dwelling there, seated in the heavenly seat. We're in a battle. Yeah. And... We need to get that armor on and, and keep moving forward. Keep that yeah. temple. I was going to say that uh, that's you know, caravan. That that whole renewing of the mind it, it does take faith. Yeah, like you, it's you, all by faith. We only can please God through yeah, faith. It's like by to, faith to step out of what you've always known and how you've always thought to try to change into what God sees, into what God is is thinking. You know, His will that is faith. It's the obedience of every single thought that I'm going to have, I'm going to take captive and I'm going to hand it over to God. And how much information, especially in the developing countries, is thrown at us. I mean, even in the underdeveloped countries, yeah. there's still cell phones. They're, they're, you know, they're still getting stuff, maybe not as much, but like we are just inundated with, with lustful thoughts, with gossip, like you're saying, um, even like at work and stuff. Like I was saying, it's hard enough at work. You know, somebody's doing a bad job. Oh, man, that guy sucks at this. You know, why can't he be better and stuff? How, how can I come and help that guy? Maybe he doesn't want help. Okay, then I just need to remain silent about it. You know, like too many times it's so easy. Oh, man, this guy, he's such a jerk to me. Like I'm just thinking about my, me this last week, you know. And so it's like, you know, but God has grace. And that's why is because no one can, t- no man can tame his tongue, James. It's God that tames the tongue. It's the spirit. So um, you know, there's a lot that I don't say, but there's more that I shouldn't say, <laughs> you know, like, and so, yeah, it's, it's a process, you know, sanctification, it's a process and it's a process of faith. Do you have the faith that even when you mess up, that the work of God is good enough to see you through yeah. and to develop you into that holy temple? What engravings are you going to let God carve in your temple on the walls? So when people walk through it, they see that part of the, your story, mm-hmm. man. That would be awesome to see the inside your of name, temple. Your name engraved on his hand, yeah, too. That just yeah. came to my mind, man. That's good. I was doing deliverance with someone recently, and I saw God do like just carving their name on his hand. Like That was the image that yeah. I was having. And I, just this power, like God was just after. It was a powerful, it was a powerful mm-hmm. manifestation of his presence. And Amen. Man, God is after us. Yeah. Amen. He, is, uh, he is jealous for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Last word, James, I'll give it to you and then we'll uh, sign off here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's been a common theme and it's something that I, I heard recently and it has just been speaking to me um, that your weakness is not your shame, but it's your privilege in the fact that we have a loving mm-hmm. father who says that in our weakness, we will find strength in him, right? Mm. And so it's like, rather than in those moments when we experience weakness, when we experience trial, when we experience being in this place where, you know, maybe we don't have it all together, rather than taking on shame, like what's wrong with me? You know, it's it's uh, First Peter, rejoice, you know, in these temporary trials, right? Like, 
the fact that we can rejoice in the midst of things because in that moment we are actually finding if we turn to him if we press into him Mm -hmm. we are actually going to find strength and that he is going to do something in us he's going to refine us into uh his image in a way that we never could outside of going through that trial um experiencing that weakness and you know what like we need to become like children Right. And, and children are never afraid of letting us know when they need something. They are never shy in expressing their weakness of saying, mm-hmm. Daddy, I need this. Right. And but it's the faith of a child. It's that entering into the kingdom like a child of saying, Abba, Father, like I need you right now. And man, it is not a place of shame, but you you see a loving father look down upon us and say, oh, child, <laughs> oh, I child, see, I, I, I will come alongside of you. I will give you what you need in order to walk through this. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Is, that Tim, is that Tim Keller quote I just saw? Was it your wife that shared it on Facebook? Like uh, the only person that can wake up a king at 3 a.m. for a cup of water is a child. Yeah. <laughs> That's the type of access you have. Amen. So um, good. So Amen. Awesome. Yeah, well, we'll uh, end it there. I know, I think we still got some verses and stuff to go through. So on our part two of Temple <laughs> of, of God. Um, but yeah, just uh, know that God is building you into a temple. If you're yes. a Christian, if you're not a Christian, God wants to build you into a temple. He's you, after you. You're dormant. You, you're an empty building right now. And, and he loves you. He wants to fill you with his presence. Um, he's talking to you right now, trying to whisper in yes. your ear, come back, come home, son. Um, so yeah, just thank you for listening. Um, if you're blessed by this podcast, please share it with somebody. Um, you know, send a like, smash that share button, whatever it is. I mean, we're on all different kinds of platforms, which you'll hear at the end of this episode. Uh, We have a store, like I mentioned before, that helps us, uh, to do this podcast. Uh, so if you want to help provide some income for us and get something cool out of it, we have a merchandise shop. If you just want to donate, we have a Venmo and um, Cash App uh, link there. Um, and then, yeah, just like and share is really the big thing. I mean, if I could get a thousand people to share this and like it, I'd take that over a $20 shirt. But uh do, and he'll shave his do, beard. Yeah, do both. A thousand, thousand shares and uh, Josh will shave, shave his beard. Yeah. Man, I'm just growing this out. <laughs> I got to like, give something. Like yeah, I <laughs> Maybe I'll shave my head. Uh, yes. I know, I know my wife doesn't want me to, but I've talked about doing it. So Shave? Like with a razor blade? Big. Yeah. Uh, like, done. Let's well, do it. I don't know about a razor blade, but I'd I, I go bald. I'd shave my head bald. So all right, thousand shares. Let's do it. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so I'm gonna turn in Mr. Beast mode here and start doing some challenges. But uh, yeah, just give us a like and share. Um, also, just a quick shout out. We do have a new music channel that opened up over the last month and a half uh, called Sea of Peace on YouTube. It's good, y'all. Yeah, it's it's ambient music. Uh, our boy Kiefer back here is uh, using his diploma well. Um, got some good vibes. So it's, it's, it's good music, peaceful music, um, soaking music, yeah, yeah. Yeah. music to, to, to pray to, to, to just get in the presence of God and read. Um, 
you know, it's it's nice to have on. So some of the songs are three hours. Some of them are one hour. We even had Christmas music up there. Um, and the Russians like it. So <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it it's blown up a Putin little himself bit. Carefully endorse it. Carefully endorse it. No, uh, yeah, we just saw that, like, uh, I think it was, like, <laughs> uh, one, of, one of the videos or something, it seems like at night, uh, Russia and India, right? It seemed like it took off a little Communists bit. Communists seem to really like our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, Man, if Christianity's going to infiltrate. I'm going to say it's the Orthodox Church that likes our stuff, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, if you like ambient music or if you like music in general, give that a shout or, or a check and uh, share that. Um, like I said, we're trying to branch out. We're trying to do as much as we can with the schedules we can. Uh, unfortunately, the more money we get, the more we can do. So uh, I know that with inflation and stuff, that can be hard on families. Um, but prayers, likes can help with that. Get the get the companies to pay for that. Like it and share it. You know, the more likes we get, the more views we get, you know, the more they're willing to monetize it. Have the evil corporations Monetize the gospel, yeah. please. <laughs> force eight, force eight, for, yes. force that the the wealth from the yeah. from the wicked to the righteous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yep. And if you don't do it, God's going to provide us. And so then, did you have a uh, did you have a plug for Rivers of Eden that you wanted to share? I know you had the burn. I know this goes yeah. out to all over the place, but there are local listeners too. Yeah, I mean, you know, whether you're local or whether um, you, you're not, I mean, we uh, we've just we've got big things coming up. I mean, God's God's doing some really cool stuff. Um, yeah. You know, so we're gonna we're gonna be you know doing the burn on the 28th here, uh, and then after that uh, we're gonna be starting to launch some, uh, I think six to eight week most likely workshops, um, if you want to call it like a, it's, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a Bible study because it's gonna be very interactive. It's gonna be a lot of activation. You know, um, we don't want to just be hearers of the word. I think uh, that we're we're really done with uh, just sitting there listening to a good message. I mean. Um, if, if good messages were what was going to change this world for the glory of God, I mean, this Charles world, Spurgeon would have changed the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, A.W. <laughs> Jesus Tozer, himself like, yeah, spoke yeah, in mean, parables. Yeah. Seriously. So, you know, but we really believe that there it's, uh, content in the context of community that brings transformation. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I can go find a great sermon in all of two seconds on my phone, but there's something profound about when we sit down together and when we spur each other on in a certain area. Um, and it's that that iron sharpens iron. It's that it's that rubbing against each other. And so we're going to be we're going to be launching workshops in the, the near future here, I believe, on certain topics and a commitment for six to eight weeks, probably, uh, where we're just going to deep dive and really activate the word in our lives so that we see transformation. So that's something that you guys can be looking forward to. Um, and then Lord willing, y'all. Um, we, we believe, I'm believing in Jesus' name, I believe in the next year, uh, we're going to see the Heart School uh, up Amen. and running. And so if you are a young adult who is looking for a place to really deep dive into the presence of the Father, get whole, you know, and, and really understand your identity and, and I mean, the perfect will of God, right? The, the call upon your life. I mean, I believe that it's going to be an absolutely amazing place centered around uh, worship, creativity, his presence. Um, and again, we're, we want to equip people with tools, with activations yeah. on what it looks like to live this out on a daily basis. And so uh, we're going to have our, our new website up and running uh, real soon here, hopefully. 
Um, you know, so there's, there's all sorts of stuff that's going to be, uh, come down the pipeline here. Um, you know, who knows, maybe we'll actually get, uh, our podcast up and running. But, uh, in the meantime, I, I well, love, I, I know a place guys, that you so. could have a home, you know, for the I, podcast. I hear that there's this, uh, this cool place called yeah. 12 stones media. It is yeah. just, it, it's amazing. Yeah. Y'all should go and like, and smash that subscribe button. Yeah. 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 You don't have to win us over. Get that as a YouTube short. Get that as a YouTube short. We got James saying but, it. But, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, we're more than welcoming of more content. Christian content so so again uh the website is rivers of eden ministries.org and so we'll awesome. we'll have that um <clears throat> hopefully in the next week here uh populated with with all the different stuff that is so it's all on the here. horizon it is a uh, man the the lord's <clears throat> bringing something uh right now and nice. we're just we're expecting yeah so it's gonna be really amen good, hallelujah you, you guys floating on down the river that's right yep so, come to the river there so. we go uh, John, and then uh, TikTok deliverance. Or, uh, how, I'm how people, people real you? slow. You guys go find my old videos. My I, got some, I got some What's tips. The, I got some. Where can they send their letters? John Vandaloo <laughs> at John Vandaloo. I'm a, you can find me pretty easily all over social media. Just Google my name. You're gonna find all my information, all my sites and stuff like that. The warlocks. So. The warlocks. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just like. Casting curses. <laughs> I don't need any. I don't need any you know, of that. Bless them, Lord. Holy yeah. Spirit, touch them, right? But now. yeah, I just don't have time to do much deliverance. I mean, I, I've done a couple here and there. I tried squeaking mm-hmm. in, but man, it's life is moving fast. And I know that once we move shift from this season to the next, there deliverances. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, there's you're always going to be a need for it till Christ literally. Yeah. Uh, walks through that that east gate. <laughs> yeah, you're you're focusing on your first ministry right now. Yeah, yep. you should be proud of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like seriously, it's not a small feat. So I no, it's not. Yep. <laughs> Kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. um, yeah. And then uh, we also do have a Twelve Stones TikTok where I've tried to put up some videos every once in a while. We've been putting up shorts on on stuff, and then uh, hopefully we'll be getting some of John's uh, TikTok videos on there as well. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, really do hope you have a blessed day. We proclaim goodness over the rivers of Eden and anything to come, uh, the authority of God. We're going to invest that in that ministry, um, and in John's deliverance ministry ministry. And we're going to invest that here. May the tassels of God be upon this ministry. Yes, Lord. Um, and so may the tassels of God be something that you're able to touch today and take a hold of his power. And we just thank you guys. Have a good day. God bless. God bless. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. If you've enjoyed it, please click the like and share buttons on whichever platform you're on. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We hope that you had a good time and hope the conversation brought some joy into your life. Have a blessed day and join us next time on the Heart of the Matter podcast.